Let me intro the show and we'll go. You go straight to your story. I'm gonna talk about how pissed off you are. and We'll go straight to your story. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> what episode is this? 18. Ladies and gentlemen. Duncan heads of the world all over. I am your host, the one, Josh Watts, and my cannons. And right there is my co-host, the funniest motherfucker on the planet, Chase motherfucking Myers. Give it up. What's up, everybody? This is episode 18. That is nine times two. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Uh, guys, we're so happy to see you. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, subscribe on all podcast platforms. Leave a review rate and review i was about to go ooh, 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 again i can't get away from the ooh, oohs bro uh ooh, ooh. <laughs> bro so chase is drinking a beer when we started recording we're, we're coming in hot we switched it up that's because, not normal yeah we this switched it up and had human had josh and i literally had to we probably could have started recording two hours ago and i had to calm down so i think i have figured out a way to tell this story uh in a quirky fun way um, and not just a mad, just an and not way. just a mad. The fucking world is shit. Uh, people are shit. Dudes are shit. I don't. I'm trying not to bring that energy, but some boy. people don't understand that. And like, for example, in comedy, if a heckler heckles you, there is a fine line between being funny when you go at them and then just being a mean, just being yeah, mean and making everybody uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so you're so angry now that you're gonna struggle. Yeah, for sure. Keep this yeah. calm. <laughs> hey, dude. I look. I thrive on this angry energy. It's making my dick hard and my biceps rock hard. I'm fucking ready. Let me hear it. Give me the hate. Fucking feed me. All right. So my suggestion while I do this is jump in early and often with jokes. Get them in quickly because it's going to take a dark turn at the end of this that we're going to have to deal with. So get them in early. Uh, Two people are dead at the end of this story. I just, I had, you're right. We probably should just spoiler out the Kate. No one survives. Not not one survivor. (laughs) I left unsolved mysteries next, next season. I I left the women and children. I got the fuck out of there, dude. I am the only one that made it out of this. And boy, do I have a story to tell. Um, all right. So week three of creepy dude at the work, uh, quick recap for those of you that may not remember, uh, maybe three weeks ago, uh, I'm talking to a girl at work, just a friend, not hitting on her, just talking to her. Dude. Sometimes you can just talk to women. I've heard that. I've heard that you can just interact and, uh, just enjoy I don't recommend it, but you can. And yeah, but apparently, uh, that's not everybody's, uh, way they look at women. Uh, and so this guy, uh... He's been uh, looking at this woman as an object for a long time, and he is uh, bugging the fuck out of her, harassing her daily, uh, his hovering name is Rick. around her. Uh, his name is Rick. Um, and fucking so Rick. Every fucking time. It's always goddamn Rick, dude. He's coming for your wife. He's coming for my future wife. You son of He's a bitch. He's coming to take them all, this son of a bitch. And so... I, just, I went Bernie Mac for it real quick. Just dude, I love... Son yeah. of a bitch is never not the right thing to say. Just know yeah. that. Never <laughs> not the right thing. So I'm talking to her. I, I keep walking. Uh, dude gets all upset. Coworker, the girl. Yep. You're talking to the same girl from the before the incident that the guy. Right. Was so so I'm recap. I'm recapping right now. Oh, That's what, oh yeah, yeah. So I'm talking to her. Uh, I, I walk on. Dude, dude comes up to me. He's all protective of this girl that he's not dating. Uh, which just totally cool. Just a cool thing to be. They uh, love women. Love that. Women just, love when random men decide who they can and can't talk to. I do it all the time. Right. I saw a guy at Starbucks walked over to this girl and he was like, hey, I was just wondering if I could buy you. And I was like, nope. And I pushed him. I was like, get the fuck out, bro. Get the fuck out of here. And I looked at her. I was like, this fuck bothering you? Exactly. Ah, answer me. 
I just don't like people being bothered. I was shaking her tables. They bothering you. So he does that to me, basically. He comes over. Oh, you talking to my girl. We have a weird little kind of stare down after a minute. A lot of dudes think that's funny. Like, a lot of guys think that's yeah. a funny way to break ice with another guy you work with. Is to challenge ever. me. and uh, It's not, yeah, it's not ever. And nearly catch one in the jaw. Yeah, real smart move. Real smart move. So, We've been talking shit for 18 weeks straight on this podcast. And somebody coming at you hot and not expect to catch, not expect to catch a big dose of Bofa. That's insane to me. Welcome to the Buckets of Duckets Fight Club, motherfucker. And there's one rule. Talk about it every week. You talk about it nonstop. There ain't no goddamn secrets here. I'm busting uh-uh. you in your fucking face. Conor McGregor, you think <laughs> that I have forgotten, okay? I'm stronger now, Conor. Every week that you hide from me is a week Ooh. that I'm stronger, okay? Nothing you can Why? do. Why Nothing you, you can that, do about it. Why you spend it. that week living in fear and crying under your bed Chase is eating your dreams for dinner and pumping your fantasies as weights every day. I want you to know that he's coming for you and there's nothing you can do. You're going to think that he's a pale rider on a dark horse coming because the end of the world, as far as you're concerned, is the day you cross Chase Myers. You just don't even know that you're already dead yet. But guess what, you little froggy bitch? You're dead! That's right, you froggy bitch! (laughs) Josh, you're one of the greatest of all time. Uh, Easily one... (laughs) Easily one of the top five promos in WWE history, no doubt. Uh, for it goes, it goes Ric Flair, uh, the one Josh Watts. That's the way it goes. Uh, fucking so back rock. it up, and then the Rock, that fucking jabroni. Uh, <laughs> okay, so that happens. Uh, he he fucking uh, checks me. You talking to my girl? After a minute, he goes, oh, I'm just fucking with you, whatever. But it's weird. And his energy at first was really confrontational. Like, it wasn't. It's something people need to know on this show uh, that is one of my favorite things in the world about you is you will not go along with the joke. No. And I did. I fucking love that. People will try to to joke with you that don't, and you will blank face stonewall <laughs> them every time. And I uh. fucking love it. Love it. Bro, I don't get the joke, and you fucking riding your forklift over to me, getting in my face, and asking me if I'm talking to your girl. I don't find a lot of humor in that. And I happen to be somebody who has spent 10 years in humor. Me and humor are real right. cool. I hang out with humor all the time. Once a week, I knock out humor for an hour and send it out to the people, okay? I don't know what the fuck that was. He brought some humor. With- Do you remember at the station, one of the times you came down to visit a, a local comic that I don't, I don't know? Leaned over to me and goes, hey, you look like the kind of guy who always loses video games, right? Yeah. And, and we I stared just stared at him. At him. Or I looked yeah. like somebody from some, something with video games, and I just stared at him because I don't I don't know you. I don't know if that's a joke. I might have to hit you. What are you saying? What is yeah, are you taking a mean? shot at me? And then he's like, you know, and he started saying stuff. And like, uh, look, I just bought like 15 action figures on Amazon today, so I'm not saying that I'm an adult adult. But I don't really play video games, all right? Everything in my world is real. Tangible. can touch it. There's levels to this nerd shit. But uh, I, I took a... This is one of my... One of the only times I was able to take a, a, a play out of your book, and I just... I stared at him until he left. He was like, no, because... And he kept trying to explain it. I was like... No, he's like, it's a joke. I was like, I, I know. Oh, I remember this. I was... I remember. <laughs> I, I got yeah. it. <laughs> no, I get what you were trying to do. Yeah, this is the reaction to that. Yeah, yeah. This I, is, this is what you I get. totally, I totally understand what your intent was. I'm saying I'm not required to react that way. 
And in my heart, I was like, I'm having my Chase Myers moment right now where I'm making this dude question everything he said up until this point. Like, all day, he's like, what did I have for breakfast? Is that what made me say this right now? Why would I do that? He's just staring at me. I got to change something. Something about me. So this guy this guy comes up on a forklift. You're talking to my girl. You dead face stonewalling. You got a box cutter in your hand. Obviously. I'm walking around with him all day. It's cranked over the radio. Every time, for the record, every I know it's a data reference. Every time I want to fight, you can hate me now. By Nas is in my head. Just know it's, every it's fucking not a time. bad song. Not a bad song. That's the song I head. think about. <laughs> uh, so all right, so that happens. Um, the dude's gone like for a couple days, and so finally I'm like, hey, he's fucking gone. Uh, I'm gonna tell that girl what happened, and I go, yeah, hey, listen. Weird. Listen to this fucking crazy story. So your boy, I guess, and she's like, "Not my fucking boy!" Like immediately cut me off, and I was like, "Okay, cool." Uh, and she was like, "Yeah, he's been bugging the fuck out of me," and goes through, shows me a bunch of crazy what text messages where he's just been spamming her nonstop. I I know of another person that's in this warehouse that has the exact same story. I've watched her uh, tell this dude, "No, I mean it. No, no, no. Leave me alone. Whatever the whole thing, right?" Wow, so that happens. Uh, he comes back to work like a couple days later. We don't know what happened. We assumed he got fired, but it's temp work. People can pop back up after being fired. And uh, Yeah, and so he goes a couple days. Everything's fine. I'm kind of nervously walking around because I talk shit about him for two weeks on the podcast. And, you know. And the world hears this. So, like, hey, it's just out there. People you work with, listen to this. Yeah. Hey, my coworkers right now. By the way, good job for the last two weeks not ratting on me. We really kept that together. I appreciate you. We um, had a good run, guys. We had yeah, a good we had, run, but we had somebody a good run. let it out. Well, things, yeah. I things fucking escalated. hate when I find out people listen to the podcast that I didn't know listen to it in the worst ways you could find out. You know, like my neighbor, hey, I heard your podcast. You know, oh, I specifically not- shit on you. <laughs> oh, boy. Which one? Which one did you you're the na- to? You're the one. You're the neighbor. It's you. <laughs> you fucking asshole. It's you. <laughs> Every time I said that fuck, that was you. You're the fuck. How crazy is that? You big fuck. Get over here. <laughs> Look at you. All right. So, um, the first girl, the girl, the, both girls eventually report him. Finally. They both say to something. To HR, to like, yes. A, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the girls. resources. One of the girls had been doing it for a while. Okay. Uh, reporting him. Yes. Had said something a month ago, at least. Okay. Uh, other girl tells her story. This is the girl that he got mad at me for talking to. Tells her story to back up the first girl, right? You got a lot of fucking nerve talking to somebody you work with. You you do that a lot. You just fucking talk to women like they're human beings. And frankly, it makes me sick. I've seen the way you talk to my wife. You're like, hey, Michelle. And I'm like, you motherfucker. That's the right. mother of my children. Right in the front of me? The mother of my fucking children. The gall. The god, I'm just arrogant, bro. I'm just arrogant, walking around just conversating, like she's bro. A person, nah, dude. Just walk around with your conversation, hanging out. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't hide it, dude. I can't hide. It. There's nowhere to put it. Uh, <laughs> okay, so it's about to get kind of serious. It's about to get a little fucked up. So uh, they tell, and then it's still kind of like two days or so, and I'm like, man, that's messed up. But I have a story. I have this story. I have the story of him being creepy, following her around, and then trying to intimidate me. I have that story. And I've seen him make these women uncomfortable. I have also talked to other women in, in my, at my job 
they've told me he's uncomfortable that he makes them uncomfortable so i have all of that so i said i need to say something because i feel like they're getting ignored see something say something yeah and i wasn't gonna say something first because it's their story to tell uh so i call i talk to one of the people uh they say so this okay. is so this is like a whole like you had to call it wasn't just so you could walk over to somebody's office like hey by the way no like no, you no, had no. to I, I followed the, the proper good channels for good for you for fucking good for you for saying something about it yeah these are good, like they're both friends of mine one of them i've worked mm-hmm. with for a year and a half i i care a lot about this woman and like it good. really it really upsets me that she doesn't feel uncom- like she doesn't feel comfortable at her goddamn job you know what i'm saying and so yeah. I know how fucked up it is that they don't believe women, but if a dude says something, it's real. I know that. And that's fucked up, but I know that. So I call. She goes, okay, yes, we talk about it. I tell him what I know, the whole thing. Can you send me an email so that we can document it? I, I send an email with everything. The second I send it over, okay, I just emailed you. Perfect. HR will be there shortly to talk to you. That's how they reacted to my first time bringing it up was they immediately sent HR over to talk to us. Yeah. So I'm pretty upset about that. That got me that I'm pretty fired up. I I knew that that might be what happened. I had no idea like watching it actually like just because my dick's so goddamn powerful. You trust me. Is that what you're telling me? Just because I got this monster hog that I'm just, (laughs) I'm just so full of, are you a, you're not a management. You're the same level employee, basically, as basically. The women I, 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 so I do inventory. But they're I'm women, of, so what the fuck do they right. know, right? I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm separate from a lot of people. I have like my own department. And it's basically just me doing my job. So I'm kind of my own thing in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but I'm liked. I've been there for almost two years, off and on. You know the whole thing. And so, uh, they come in. I'm a little upset at that, but I'm also going, hey. We're getting this fucking taken care of. Something's happening, right? Something's happening. You know, I mean, that's fucking shitty that I had to say something before it seemed real. And maybe, maybe they were always going to come. And maybe me, maybe me pushing it over is what happened. I don't know. You know, I mean, fucking somebody from HR might listen to this. So, uh, that happens. This was, I didn't catch how bad of a move this was in the moment. Uh, but it, it proved to be a fucking dumb move. So HR comes in and they go to interview. And the he two sees women. you talk to HR, right? I don't. So they talk to the two girls. That guy oh, okay, was okay. not. That guy was not here today. Uh, okay, just so right. happened that he was not here today. I should have fit that in earlier. Not there today. Uh, I was always going to do this today, regardless if he was. He just so happened to not be there. Uh, they interview each person, but the the fucking office that they interview them in is like wide open. Like the window is oh, people can see that the HR person that's never fucking in there is talking it's, to two people that we know have problems with that guy because it's not a fucking secret. Everybody in that goddamn warehouse knows that dude's been a creep. So I know what happened now is that one of his fucking douche buddies uh, saw that and text him. That's what going, what's going on. Here you go, Josh. About to ramp up. Here it goes. That motherfucker drove to work and put a fucking brick through one of the girls windshields and fucking the other one of the other girls happened to be going out to lunch at that time and fucking chased her with the brick and she had to drive away from work like fucking drive away and this mother yeah like 
fucking dude i have so never you mean been... the guy that the women have been saying for months made yes. them feel uncomfortable and yeah. safe was actually a dangerous person who did yeah. something that could have hurt them in some way but nobody fucking listened yes that Jesus yeah all of that Christ. all of that and i was so fucking fierce i was so fucking fierce about the way that it was handled i was so fucking mad about the way that they how are you going to interview them where everybody can see where everybody can see that that's what's going on. Uh, fuck that dude that text him because that dude also. Do you like, know who that was? I have a pretty good idea, and I made ev- I made sure everybody knew my fucking theory of who did it. Uh, I, I you said your theory very loudly in front of that guy too. Didn't yes. You? Oh, dude. Yes. There's no fucking. <laughs> yeah. He knows. He. Know- I went to his friend. He left. Like he was getting off. This happened kind of later in the day. That's why I needed to cool down. This happened. Mm-hmm a few hours ago before we recorded this uh I, I went to his friends and told his friends that i think he's a piece of shit and i know he fucking did that uh because a week or so ago he went to one of those girls and told them hey ease off of him because he's going through a hard time which fuck that goddamn logic dude if you're going first off it's a pandemic we're all going through a hard yeah. time motherfucker i'm losing a thousand dollars a month not being able to perform stand-up comedy i'm only making back some of it at this goddamn job uh we're you know, all the last time i earned time. a fucking drink ticket it's been right? six months since i earned a goddamn drink ticket hello unfucking real unbelievable that- and so hold on and so uh fuck uh also so that happens uh he tells her like i i don't understand that logic Leave him alone. He's having a tough time. If I'm having a tough time, say somebody's dying in my family. You know what it doesn't make me do? It doesn't make me grab your ass. It doesn't make me spam. You're so fucking hot. I want to touch you. I want to touch your sweet tits. It doesn't make me send you your dick. If, if something like that happens in my life, I'm quiet. I'm, oh, Chase is kind of out of it. That's not how you react to that shit. That, that motherfucker was that before whatever was going on in his life that's who he fucking is he's just a creepy dude and fuck you for following him and taking up for him that's fucking bullshit and so i don't know you but if you listen to this fuck you and i hope you get your jaw rocked dude for real and so all of that all of that happened i gotta i gotta walk i walk one of the girls to her goddamn car her mom is there the girl that's got her windshield her mom's there with a gun she's carrying a gun fucking goddamn right yeah, they yeah, the they filed. Yeah, they filed all the things. And now he's I, definitely fired. Is it uh, fucking make sure, better be? I don't sure that he can't come back because, like you said, his temp work. Yeah, no, this one's this one's pretty covered. Uh, um, if they don't, I mean, something... I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my goddamn mind if not. Uh, but no, because she's one of them is filing a. I know has a plan to file a restraining order and stuff. They both filed police reports. The our work filed a police report and like a trespassing thing. All of that, bro. Last week, we were kind of like, man, can you imagine being a girl? Like, that must be so fucking tough. Look at that, dude. That's why it took so long for them to even say something, because they both knew this dude is capable of some crazy shit. And look what happened. That insane, bro. I have been, I've had the power, like, I, I, my, both my hands have just been in a fist for like six hours, dude. I, I've just been like, if anybody looked at me the wrong way, it's over. I'm not a strong dude. I'm not a very big guy. You don't want to fuck with me right now. Like, right now is not the time. I, dude, in fucking insane. I told you. I told you it was tense. I didn't know. I, I, I hope it was lively at the beginning because at the end it got fucking psycho. Like, that's... You can't do anything. Cops don't take... People don't take threats to women seriously until it's too late. Until yeah, until something's until actually a happened. brick is thrown through their fucking window, or they're beat up or murdered or something, then it's like, oh shit, maybe she was serious about her boyfriend was going through some stuff and was beating the shit out of her. It, man, crazy, right, dude? 
I don't, but yeah, I don't even know what to say to that because that's a whole, that's a position of, I don't want to say powerless, but like, I I've never been in that position because I'm a white I'm a white dude, right? I've never been put in a in a position like that. No, I like they're worried to go to work, like scared to be at their fucking job, putting food on their table. Because they don't know if a dude in there is gonna fucking be creepy because and they lash out if they right. don't because they were into his, his feelings. Advances. Yeah, right. exactly. Like you can't even tell you can, women can't even tell dudes like, no, I'm not interested anymore without it being without them like they worry. I've seen women worry about how do I tell this guy I'm not interested. What if he does something? That's not a thought I've ever had. Not, not once. Either. Now, once if I first off, I've never had a girl come on to me that I didn't say yes to. But yeah, if they're <laughs> open door policy with that, yeah, you're welcome yeah. in. Uh, yeah. But if I did, my fear wouldn't be. I wonder if this motherfucker's gonna slash my tires. Like that wouldn't be my thought of if I turn them down or whatever. Like that, that would never ever cross my mind. That's uh, fucking insane. You know what I want to do? This will be the first time we do this. Uh, I want to take a break. Let's take a break. We got ads now. Let's run an ad. We'll come back after. Yeah, you want to run an ad? Let's do an ad. All right. Uh, we're back. Uh, when I worked. <laughs> when I, uh, I used to work for a federal agency uh, known as the Federal Emergency Management Agency. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the worst five years of my what is life. That? Let's see. What does that stand for? Federal Emergency. You don't worry about it. Ma- okay. All right. DEA. I work for the DEA. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh. And I, <laughs> all right, so I used to have uh syncope or syncope real bad, uh, where my blood pressure wasn't uh stable. So sometimes if I stood up real fast, I would pass out. Like if I stood up too quick, I could pass out very right. easily. Uh, it was when I got out of the military, uh, the VA gave me a lot of medications without really checking if I needed them, and those medications caused problems that then they gave me medications to help the med- the problems that the other medications caused, and it just became like a a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, once I don't real have cool. blood pressure problems, yeah, just real cool shit. I don't have blood pressure yeah. problems anymore. Uh, I'm I'm actually not bipolar like the VA told me for years, uh, and I, I don't what take pills, anything anymore. What pills did they give you to get over that? Uh oh, <laughs> dude. Because when I told you, them you, that I was, I just... didn't have anything, they gave me pills to make me believe that I was in the Matrix because they didn't want me thinking on my own. I got you. I got you. <laughs> so uh, I wasn't. I was real. Uh, I was in a very bad place mentally when I worked for FEMA, and I just kind of let stuff. I wasn't confrontational. I backed down from confrontations all the time. I wouldn't say anything. I would just kind of let stuff happen. Never again. <laughs> No, oh, fuck. Yeah, that no, was dude. the last time. Yeah. To this day, if I saw some of the people involved in the story, I'd punch him without saying a word. If I saw this <laughs> dude right now in the grocery store, I would punch him in his fucking mouth in front of his family, and he would have no idea that I'm hitting him for something he said in an office meeting 11 years ago. But I would tell him, Hey, you remember in 2008, you piece of shit? And then I'd kick his kid in her gut. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so the kid's belly hurts lady, now. There was a lady, uh, this is a crazy. Every time I start telling the story, I'm like, oh, this gets crazier and crazier. All right. There's a lot of stuff with FEMA. Uh, I had a lot of issues with FEMA and a lot of stuff. A lady started working for us. Her name was Claudia. And she wanted my job because I was in management and I literally didn't do anything. I, I, I would drive the trucks off of the lot with a credit card and go to the gas station and fill them up and bring them back. 
and do paperwork. And like, if a vehicle needed maintenance, I didn't fix it. I drove it to Ford and gave them a government credit card. I was like, hey, fix this. I'm going to sit in the waiting room. Like, that was my job. It was, uh, they trusted me with credit cards because, you know, I was a veteran. And, uh, and that's it. That's it. All right. Just, <laughs> that, one, that was just really, one reason. I was in front of them. I was a disabled, veteran. Disabled veteran uh, in the government hiring process automatically kind of moves you up. So, like, they. Spoiled. That's that privilege, dude. That fucking privilege of losing a leg, and now everything's laid out for you, dude. I can't fucking get killing Saddam Hussein with a butcher knife is the reason that I got I, my job for FEMA. I can't get ahead um, of these fucking terrorist killers, bro. Just every goddamn time I try to make some headway, one of these national fucking heroes gets gifted what I want. So this with their one job. foot and bad insurance. <laughs> she wanted to be my assistant at first and uh the assistant for my job set like we had folding tables and a double wide because it's fema we were on a trailer yard so my assistant's du- table would have been like this facing me and i hated this lady and i did not want to sit across from her staring at her stupid face all day every day just didn't want to do it so i told him no i didn't want her to be my assistant and uh she didn't like that and it was pretty well known around FEMA at the time that I liked pain pills a lot. Uh, <laughs> you can usually tell. Yeah, I was a big fan of pain pills, and people knew that I liked pain pills. Yeah. Uh, and they knew people that, that like pain, pain pills, pills. There's a there's a tell. <laughs> yeah, there's a tell of me being like, "Hey, do you have any any perks that I can buy from you?" <laughs> that's that's usually um, what I notice, what yeah. I pick up on. Yeah, and she uh, one day uh, she. She told me that she had a bunch of Percocet in her purse. And she was like, I know you like them. I got to prescribe a bunch. I don't like them that much. They're in my purse. You can just take some when you want. Now, even in my not right mind, that's a fucking setup, son. I know a setup from a fucking mile away. Are you kidding me? There is no fucking way. Because during the day, I'm usually, I'm the only one in the office. So she wants me to walk across in this empty office to her desk, open her desk up, take her purse out, and then take her illegal, her narcotics out and take them as I want and just trust her to, to not fuck me in any way with that. Well, uh, I, ref- I as much as I wanted them, because I knew they were right there, which sucks when you know they're right there and you're like, ah, uh, but you can't get to them because you know she's trying to fuck you and take your job. I hate when that um, happens. And I was so mad about it. I was contemplating one day just getting up and taking them. And I was mad and I stood up real fast. And I fucking passed right out. And my head hit the doorknob of the bathroom. Because, like, I got up and made some steps and then just boom. Shit. So I had a giant knot on my head. Uh, and I had to go to the emergency room uh, because I lost consciousness. So they made me go to the emergency room. And uh, while I was gone, Claudia told HR that I stole a bunch of her Percocet and then did that to my own head with my pocket knife. Whoa! When she did saw- so? Hold on, let me let me ask the question. So, <laughs> please, <laughs> yeah. So you hit your head. You're passed out. Yeah, I, I. You lose consciousness. You know how like uh, if you, it's like, I'm not really unconscious, but you're like out of it for a minute or so. You know, like you're I okay. stumble and fall. And I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa. but I'm not out. And in your and in this kind of haze, she. Starts telling people what happened was. I'm the only person in the office. 
when right. it happened by myself in the double wide. Uh, they come and take me off to the hospital. And then my boss shows up at the hospital while I'm there. And it's like, hey, HR and security is going to need to talk to you when you get back. And I'm, I, I'm talking, I have like a fucking, it looks like my fist sticking out of my forehead. Cool. Uh, which you could easily do with a, a pocket knife. I yeah. Could, I, I'll tell you, anytime Where I've ever you put a Halloween, pocket knife, bro. Anytime I've ever put a pocket knife or anything to skin is to poke holes. It's not to make a, make a big knot. It's to poke fucking holes. To gouge veins and to drain blood. It's never been to make a knot on my forehead. But so when I get back, uh, it's the end of the day, and the security guys and everybody's there, and they're like, "Hey, we want to talk to you for a minute." And very against confrontation, but I I didn't want to talk to them, and it was almost time to go. And I was like, "I don't feel good with my head. I'm not comfortable with it." So I just fucking left. I just left work that day uh, because I, mean, I knew you should. I figured I might be in trouble. I wasn't sure how, but I figured something was going to happen because, like, it's not normal for them to, for security to want to come talk to me. And like, I knew that Claudia lady was trying to set me up, so like, I kind of saw, I kind of felt like something was going on. So the office I worked at was in Melville. That's like Opelousas, two or three hours, two hours or so away from uh, the office. So. The security people drove two hours, then they had to drive back, and then the next day they had to drive two hours out again to talk to me, which uh, that made me feel kind of good. And then I, so the next morning I go to work. They're there already waiting for me. Uh, I sit down at the table, and they for real do good cop, bad cop on me. Uh, two dudes that I've worked with for three years <laughs> and know. Like, I, I know these dudes. I've loaded trucks with them. I've worked in warehouses. I've, like, stayed overnight in hotels for train. Like, I fucking know them. And uh, one of them is like, hey, look, man, just uh, just tell us what happened and we'll go easy on you. And then the other guy, the guy who's FEMA security, takes out a set of handcuffs and sets them on the table in between us and leans back in his chair. You don't want to let him. Damn- don't let him loose, bro. I know goddamn good and well you can't put those handcuffs on me. Physically, you're not going to get them on me. Secondly, like, you can't arrest me. You're a fucking security guard. What are you I work here, about? too. What are you fucking talking about? So then uh, they're asking me, they said, uh, Claudia said she witnessed you hurt your head with a pocket knife. Uh, we have a sworn statement, blah, blah. What do you have to say to that? <laughs> and I said, ah. Does this look like a pocket knife? And it was a big old, and that the it was a black guy and a white guy, and the black guy was being the good cop, and the white guy, the older guy, the one that I didn't know so well, was being the bad cop. And he was like, uh, "I said, does this look like an app with a pocket knife?" I fell and hit the door. You can go look. The doorknob was bent down from where I hit it to the bathroom. I was like, "You can go fucking look right there." It's a particle board door, so if I hit it, it's gonna. You can, the, we're standing 10 feet from it it's right look at the doorknob hanging off that's from my fucking head but and the statement the, i have this statement though yeah i was like well i got a fucking goose egg in my head and a broken doorknob so mm, now i got but it's notarized so <laughs> yeah and the guy the old guy when i was saying that the old guy jumped up slapped the table and goes you better get your fucking story straight or i'm gonna put those goddamn cuffs on you and I laughed, dude. I laughed so hard, <laughs> right in his fucking. That's what you face. should do, because 
the best you could do is walk me to my car if I get fired. Right. You can't fucking touch me. There's no way. Ugh. Anyway. Also, like, I love that your story wasn't thrown off. We are like, get your story straight. Okay. I fell, hit my head on that doorknob. It's not a hard story. We good? And then, uh, I don't remember, then I don't remember swaying up. at all in that story. I'm pretty sure I stayed straight It's not on. like then I was like, no, it, and then the car was good, and a, uh, fuck, you got me. <laughs> I stabbed myself in the forehead with uh, a pocket knife. Take my pocket knife. It's still on uh, me. I'm such so, an idiot. So uh, they told the guy, I was like, you know, this is workers comp fraud, right? Like, no, well. No, it's not. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm at work, so I don't think I'm getting workers comp because I'm fucking sitting here right now talking to you. Yeah. And he's like, and besides that, we have a sworn affidavit where uh, Claudia says that uh, some of the pain pills from her purse are missing and you were the only person in the office. And I was like, so if I was the only person in the office, how did she see me hit myself in the head with a pocket knife? And that guy goes, get your fucking story <laughs> straight. You goddamn smart. We got a smart ass on our hands. Look over. Oh, oh tell us another joke, Mr. Big Man. I fucking. Bobby Pitbull's over here ain't afraid of the law, right? Look at you. You fucking Timmy Tough Nuts. You ain't scared to go to jail, huh? You fuck guys like me in prison. Is that what you're going to tell me? Shit. Look at him. He ain't scared of nothing. Big boy over there. Big stupid knot on his head he got from a fucking pocket knife. I'm on you, dude. I know. I'm on you, bro. Oldest story in the book, bro. You think I hadn't seen somebody take a pocket knife to their forehead? Abdullah the Butcher, you fuck. He was so fucking mad and, like, fired up. Uh, And I kept laughing because... today Because it's ridiculous. Today it would have been a physical... If he yelled at me like that, I would have hit him for talking to me like that. Yeah, you couldn't have took that for one second. No, not half... No, not at all. The second he raised the voice, I'd have hit him. Um, You're just not going to talk? I wouldn't... No. But then all I could do was laugh because I know we can't do that, but I'm still not, I'm still, I'm on a lot of medications and I'm still just not, not warrior mode yet. So, uh, I let him, I let him say that stupid shit. (laughs) And this guy tells me, he slides the handcuffs across the thing and he goes, well, I want you to know your story doesn't check out. And he slides them across, goes, you want to put those on or do I get up and put them on? And I was like. And I just said, you get up and put them on. Yeah, you come over and do it. You come over here and put those on me right now. And then he got up like he was going to handcuff me and walked around the table. And I wish it would happen now. My blood, I'm, I thought this would be a funny story. And now I'm getting so fucking mad telling it. <laughs> I want to find this old man if he's still alive and beat him to death. Um he walked around the table. No one survives an episode of Buckets of Duckets. Not fucking ever. And he had the handcuffs in his hand, and he walked over to me like he was going to put them on, and then he slammed them on the table in front of me and goes, I'm going to have your fucking job. Yeah, I think that's the problem here. I think everybody's trying to get my job right now. I think, uh... I mean, honestly, like right now, it's not a job that I'm dying to keep anyway, so, all right. So I just, I got yeah, up. Yeah, clearly, because you fucking stabbed yourself in the forehead a bunch. So you can get po- workers, That's how bad I want to get out of the job. So you can get workers comp, dude. So uh, I got up, and I stormed off uh, work, and I took all of my shit, and I took a bunch of shit that wasn't mine, <laughs> and I left. And I never went back, and they filed like a workers comp 
uh, lawsuit against me and all this other stuff, uh, like invest uh, internal FEMA investigation, like to see, uh, FEMA hires you for like three months at a time as like an employee, but I was a yearly, like, cause I was management. So they were investigating me to see if they were going to fire me or whatever. And, uh, they decided, uh, to give me the option of coming back or not. But like, they never said, Hey, we're sorry, but you have the option to come back. And I was like, nah, I'd rather, I'd rather you go fuck yourselves. All I'd rather not work somewhere where the fucking security people are going to yell at me about some shit after I just got out of the hospital. All right. Well, follow up on that story. I'd love that. I'm really happy to tell you is, uh, in between that, when I found out later, the reason I was offered my job back and able to come back to work is because, uh, Claudia got Mm -hmm. in trouble for stealing pills from a pharmacy huh? and is currently still in jail on Facebook friends with her son. And I hope he sees this as a clip. Your mom is a piece of shit and I hope she rots in jail. I hope somebody shanks her kidney out of the side of her fat gut. I hate her and I hate you. You both fucking suck. She can have the job though. I never, I fucking hated the job. Job's anyway. all right, man. So, she can totally take. Yeah, that. if she That's gets out of jail, she if she gets out of prison, they let a felon work for the government or whatever. She can have it. I'll give her a I'll recommendation. Give, it's on right. this podcast. I'll, yeah. yeah, I'll give her a recommendation. Yeah, for sure. She's a hard. It's worker, got you mad know? pain pills. Yo, she's creative. You know what I'm saying? She can lie on you in a second. Like she's, she's, it's a problem solver. She's, that dude's got but, my job. How do I get it? I know. I got I'll it. tell I'll tell that age old story of the man that stabbed himself over and over again with a pocket knife. You know how that happens. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'll Everybody. make this. I know two dipshit security guards that'll believe me because I signed a paper. I have the I have one of those security guards. The the guy that played Good Cop has been to more than one of the shows that we've been at. To, like he's come out to see us do comedy before and survived. Yeah. Yeah, because he he played good cop, so I let him. Fucking oh, good live. cop was there. I got you. <laughs> but uh, oh, dude, I swear I'm I'm not kidding you. If I saw that old man today, I'd punch him in his face. I don't care how old he is, and he wouldn't know that he was getting hit for 2008. But I'd remind him. But my biggest thing with that was two grown men that saw a broken doorknob and a dude with a giant purple knot on his head just instantly believed that it was done with a pocket knife and not. This was the third time I had passed out at work from this. First time nobody was around, third time it had happened. Yeah. I'm so fucking mad right now, dude. Let's take another ad. I'm on your side. Break. I thought this was we gotta be, get another thought, sponsor. Fuck. I thought this was gonna be a fun story that I tell. We all have a good laugh. Now my dick is so hard with rage, I can't focus on anything else but this rage boner I've got. How much I fucking hate the Federal Emergency Management Agency. You're Dude. all sacks of shit. We're having Not a rough all, week. I made a lot of good friends there, but if I called you a sack of shit then, just know that I, I still mean it in my heart. It's never changed. Never wavered on you being a sack of shit. Yeah, all, uh, both of us, uh, like I said, you got to get them jokes in early on these stories. You got to you gotta play around mad, early because the end of them, harsh anger, real real feelings at the end of these stories. And I lost uh, that job. Like I made a lot. That was a very good paying job. And I was concerned that I wouldn't be able to get another job. I definitely wouldn't get one that easy. So I was nervous and I was worried that my fiance at the time would not be cool with me being unemployed. She was actually thrilled because the job made me fucking miserable. I would wake up in the morning for that job and just go. <sighs> like, it's just. 
I mean, that uh, that's the feeling that made me start doing stand up was having that that feeling of jobs. Like I, I, yeah. I, I, I hated. There was like this. I mean, I started stand up comedy really young. I started at like twenty one, uh, but there was this thing where by twenty one I was already like I cannot be a person at a job. I cannot continue to do like. I kept saying this to myself where I was like, I hate this today. What am I about to do? 40 more years of today? Is that what's about that? No. Give me some drink tickets. I need to bug some people at a bar <laughs> with my thoughts this week. Like, get me up there, baby. I'm a star. I Yeah. I, I went back to school right after that. That's when I went and got my x-ray degree. I left that job. I was like, you know what? Never again. I started comedy right after that. Uh, right after that was when I started comedy to get my confidence back up. Uh, so I would just go on stage and fight people. I never told a joke. I would just, I would just fight everybody that I could. That was the start of the buckets and duckets fight club. Yep. <laughs> it was right there. We used to do it live at the quarantine. We got to fucking do it on the podcast now where we just, uh, Hey, you think we're done talking about fighting? I almost fought a goddamn Nazi this week, bro. I, uh, yeah, yeah. They're fucking out there. What the fuck? I, okay. I know we keep joking about so, this. Just. Being the fight me, show, but holy fuck, that's what it is. I don't know. We just talk about it what we fight. It makes me so mad right now that we text and talk every single day, and I'm just now hearing a Nazi story. I know we save stuff for the show, yeah. but god damn it. This, I thought, was going to be the big like uh, save for the week or whatever. Yeah, and it dude, turns out a uh, fucking brick through windshield and all kinds of shit People don't believe women Woo! in their dirtbags. That's not uh, I, I gotta I go do a I, I go uh do a podcast with Travis uh Travis Nelson six nine, my roommate, nine. hilarious comic, making just a bunch of good beautiful weed at work man. now. Beautiful a, man, hilarious comic and a beautiful man. He's got a great, great haircut. Every hair. time I see his hair, I'm like, I Travis's hair, while not a Mohawk, is very handsome. He has good hair. And that's good a hair. lot coming from you, because you pretty much yeah, only oh, respect Mohawks. So uh one hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, so we go and uh, we do this. We're, we're doing this podcast. Tra- it's Travis's podcast. He's that was genuine be- too. If Travis listens to this, that I meant, I meant that. Yeah, that was yeah, sarcasm. Yeah. Travis has great hair. Travis knows he's good looking. Uh, right. And so he is handsome dude. Give me his balls right now. <laughs> Get, <laughs> send them over. <laughs> send them over. On a platter, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do this podcast it's travis (laughs) travis travis about to start a new podcast where he interviews uh bookers and comedians and just kind of talks to them about you know how's your apocalypse treating you what 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 did what happened on the day the world ended for you what happened that day for you what have you been doing uh and so we're doing travis book me yeah and and, uh oh dude i'm sure you'd love to you know Um, where i'm at zoom (laughs) i'm here all the time just always hanging out on Zoom. If it's not this, it's a comedy show. Okay? I just have a meeting. If somebody pops up, I'm in. I'm in, <laughs> I'm in at all times. What you got? It's like Shark Tank, dude. Just sitting there taking suggestions. What's your podcast? Yeah, dude, I'll do it. Let's go. Yeah, absolutely. I'm in. I got a backdrop already set up. I'm here, dude. Uh, so we uh, we got to take a ferry to where Pat Wilson lives. She's a uh, uh, manager out here and a booker that uh, she's been doing stuff for 30 years. One of the one of the biggest helps to my career, uh, and one of the reasons why I was able to do it for a living. Uh, I've been, for I've been so trying long. to win her over for years. I've been trying yeah. to win her over. She just she's tough. Hates me. She's not having people, anything to do with my comedy. People, uh, people, I, people were really taken back. I, so I did. 
couple weeks before this, I did another podcast called uh, No One Likes Casey McClain. Uh, and nobody does. And nobody does. I just got on the podcast and was like, I don't like your hair. I don't like your stupid hat. <laughs> y- your dog's dumb. You cook bad. You cook real bad. Do you live here? Do you live there? Look at your house. This is how you Gross. live? What are on your Ugh. feet? Ugh. I hate your jeans. <laughs> so I just did that for a full hour. It's great. It's amazing. It, it's one of the best podcasts yeah, I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a he's a Tacoma comic, which is Seattle area, and uh, he told me, and I, I knew I knew I got this reaction from some people because I thrive on it, uh, but it was nice to hear it. It was nice to hear it said. But I, I moved here with working for Pat Wilson already, where there's a lot mm-hmm. of comics in the scene that have tried for years to get on a radar, and that. So I already moved here with that, and I move here. Uh, with an audition at one of the comedy clubs, like within a week or two of me being here, I was auditioning to work their weekends. Uh, all of that was set up before I moved. Yeah, uh, you didn't just move to go do open mics. Right. No, exactly. But, you know, to a local guy that's around that just thinks I'm somebody. Fuck you! Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, so Casey told me on his podcast that he hated me at first, but then, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm too damn charming. And too so, uh, funny, <laughs> um so uh we're going to uh to do this interview with pat and uh we gotta take a ferry there's motorcycle douches on the ferry i hate the ferry by the way uh people out here are brainwashed to the ferry uh nobody has good fairy stories dude fuck them everybody around if you see a fairy in a movie something terrible is about to happen this is very specific spider-man dark knight punisher i like any fairy bad Every time. I've been yelling that since I moved here. Like, all of you trust this floating thing? Uh, like, get I the swim. fuck out of here. I'll swim. Dude, every time. I went time. to New York to see the, sta- to see the statue. Yep. Swam straight to it. Dude, they right were like, the Statue Hudson. of Liberty's right there. You just got to get on this ferry. And I was like, nope. Shirt off. Swam. Fucking swam. Beat when the boat When I got out, there. dude, everybody was like, this dude is fucking, look at that. Beat I the ferry the there. In. They threw yeah. the rope to me, and I, like, fucking pulled it in. So I'm on this shit boat, right? And uh, and I hate it out here because for whatever reason, uh, it's just, I guess if you grew up with it, you think that it's like convenient and nice, but you don't, like, dude, it runs twice an hour and whenever you got there, the boat just left. That's what happens every, every fucking time. time. And if you tell me that I could check the schedule, I'll kick you in your fucking teeth, okay? I'm not checking no goddamn schedule, okay? And so, and they come like every 45 minutes. So if you, I've had gigs where I needed the only way that I can get to the gig was get to that goddamn ferry like three hours before the gig because uh, if I miss that one, it's either take that ferry so I can be an hour early for the show or take the next one, miss the show. Like, that's what it's like. And just uh, so... Chase doesn't like to be an hour early to any show ever. Ever. I want to walk in as you're introducing me. That is how I wanted to go. He'll wait in the car. (laughs) his name. I opened for Tom Rhodes one time, and uh, and I was hosting, and the feature was, I'm not going to use his name because it's not a great story for him, but uh, he's a fucking hilarious guy. Uh, I guess I get, I mean, his name is Zach Martina. It's more of a story of Tom Rhodes being weird. Uh, so Tom does the thing where he doesn't go out on stage until they're about to bring him on. That's kind of his thing. He kind of, he sits in the green room, kind of just goes over his jokes, talks to... I know that name. I think I've... You would know him. He's been around forever. Uh, not really famous from like TV shows. He's just like stand up comedian famous. 
Um, and so, um, Zach is on stage. He's supposed to be doing, uh, like he's supposed to be doing 20 minutes. Right. And they're going to give him like a five minute light. I don't know why, but they screw up the timing. They screw up the light and, uh, they give him, they give him the light at like 10 minutes. So it works out to him doing like a 15 minute set instead of 20. Well, he knows that's wrong because he's got his, like, he's recording everything. He's got his watch. So, so, and he's in the middle of a joke. And so he does his normal 20. Well, the, like one of the bar managers goes over to Tom. It's his job to go tell Tom, Hey, they just gave him the light, whatever. Bar manager don't know that the light was fucked up. Tom doesn't know the light was fucked up. They think that Zach is going over his time five minutes. And, uh, they don't like that. No. And Tom, dude, Tom was fucking furious. Like, uh, came out, walked around, came up to me. Is he getting off stage? I try to like save Zach and tell him the light thing. I'm like, well, they lit him earlier than they should. And I saw Tom's face and I was like, fuck him. Fuck dude. He's a fucking horrible comic. He's on his own. He's, he's out of here. Get out of here, dude. Cause no, uh, you want me to go fight him? I'll fight him right now. I'll get I'll him fight on anybody. stage. Uh, that's what we do. So, Eventually, he comes off stage. Zach tries to explain to everybody. Tom's not having it. Tom doesn't talk to him the whole rest of the weekend. Like, only talks to me. Like, if Zach asks him a question, he'll kind of like real short, like, yeah, no. And then look at me and go, man, I like your shoes. And then just start talking to me about shoes. And then, you're from Baton Rouge. Man, I used to do the uh, the funny bone of Shreveport. And just talking to me about Baton Rouge stuff. And uh, yeah. he's he's kind of got a weird accent, even though he's from like he's from like the Bay Area. But he's got oddly like close to a Louisiana accent. So we were talking about that, about how he never let Zach explain no. what happened. I don't, I think he did. I think Zach explained and he just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I think he decided, fuck him. He went over his time. He just decided, uh, I'm mad. I'm mad. That's it. I'm Even mad. If it's good. I'm mad. Yeah. He just didn't talk. He just didn't talk to him the whole rest of the weekend. Yeah. Sorry. Zach. So I'm like that. That's what I was trying to say is, uh, I want to go up the second, uh that they're intro, well, that's me. Intro, that they're intro of my name uh and if not i will not talk to you we are done we are fucking dead i am inspired by tom rhodes himself uh sitting on the ferry hating it this is actually for the first time i get to kind of enjoy it because i'm not on a schedule i'm not i'm not put like you know we're, we're just on the way home on the water been locked in my i've either gone to work or gone home for I don't know, eight years now? How fucking long yeah. have we been, been stuck inside? It's been eight and a half years. Yeah, I, and I tell people all the time, I used to go out to places and, uh, and people, would, people would gather. Uh, they would gather. I would, tell, I would tell stories. I would tell stories and they would laugh. They would laugh in groups. And pay money. Pay money. That they would then give to me. And things. And they just, sir, I don't, sir, sit down. No one knows what you're talking about. Sir. Heretic! <laughs> <laughs> Chase is going crazy again. Look at this guy. He's talking about gatherings and jokes. That's not what the They're world's about anymore. That's not what the world's about anymore. You're going to get sacrificed at Antifa headquarters tomorrow. Rand Paul's bringing the plane down, bro. <laughs> Rand Paul's subpoenaed all the records from Antifa headquarters. We're all I, fucked. Well, God damn it. I knew it, that's all it took. It, I was sitting there yelling the whole time at Antifa. Like, they just got to ask for them and we're fucked. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, you got to be more secret. Why are we uh, writing all of this down? Stop writing it down. And fu there we go. Now, goddamn, Rand Paul just walked up and fucking, now you all but fucked. fucked the whole the whole movement. The whole now... Now I do think that's I do think that's one of the funniest things in the world is that they think 
that it's a, a thing protester. that they think it's like an organized they think antifa is a thing i fucking wish i wish they would say anti-fascist like i oh no 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 they won't say that yeah because if you're like, anti-anti-fascist then that's no right you can't say it out loud say everybody that. say it out loud <laughs> say, say it slow say it again say it say it over and over until you get it over and over again that you're anti anti-fascism uh which is not a fu- there's not a fucking group it's not a real thing uh Goddamn Nazis were out. Uh, people followed oh, yeah, Josh Rock's yes. rules and started punching them, right? It's not a real Start thing. Start fucking punching them, dude. You right, punch yeah. them, you throw shit at them, you spit on them, you don't give them a moment's peace. Fuck them. Fuck them. Sound like I don't a- give a shit about you or anybody you care about. Fuck them. Sound like a terrorist right now, Josh. Uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, that's the leader of Antifa. <laughs> oh, fuck. Josh put a mask on. He hates America. Uh, <laughs> we're on the ferry there's a bunch of uh, we walked onto the ferry and uh, and so that means we get to walk up to the very front in front of all the cars and flip them off hi you gotta watch us leave first yeah, you, do, you fucking, and, uh, you fucking <laughs> dumbass you're still on the boat and uh, and so all the motorcycles are like parked up front and me and Travis are sitting there there's two ty- there's only two types of motorcycles yeah Either super Trump guys or really cool fucking guys. So yeah. you're going to get... I don't understand. And so this is... It's one of them Sturgis motherfuckers. That's what I got. And so... Those fucks... Those fucks are going to die to see a Smash Mouth concert. You fucks are going to die <laughs> over Smash Mouth. <laughs> Say it over and over again as you, well. Yeah, now, let that we'll, sink in. After you get done with your anti-fascist realization, say over and over again you want to die for All Star. Make sure that you say in 2020, yes. not 1999. Make sure you say in 2020. I went to a Smash Mouth concert that killed my whole family. Totally worth it, bro. They played All Star three times. <laughs> when I went to Disney World, uh. My, uh, before the world ended, we used to go to Disney World uh, like a yearly. It was our yearly trip. Mm-hmm. My fa- hold on. Can I just add in a little thing about that? My favorite thing is you and Michelle would go yearly. Yeah, yeah we and didn't then bring you, kids. We didn't have and kids. Then, no, 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 no. And then you had kids. And then you're like, well, we're not going to do We can't go to Disney World anymore. <laughs> we we got kids. What are we going to do with kids at Disney World? Disney is, Disney is Michelle and I's things. <laughs> Fuck them kids. They don't. You hadn't earned the right yet, bro. There is nothing I want to do more in this world right now than go ride the Toy Story ride that you shoot the, like everywhere you stop and you have to, it's like carnival games. There's nothing I want more in the world to do right now than ride that game and lose to Michelle after talking shit to her for four hours in line about how I'm going to beat her. But we went to, we went to Disney one time and uh, the all American pavilion, which is just some picnic tables out in the open. They had a guy standing out there going, Hey guys, Get your lunch over there at the snack bar and then come see Smash Mouth. <laughs> Fucking Smash Mouth was just going to play. And it's like October because we only go when nobody's there. Like nobody's right. there. Like we go at the slow times. So it's like October. Like Fucking Smash Mouth. <laughs> and all these kids are like, I don't know who, who? that is. <laughs> the Shrek song. Remember the song from Shrek? Everybody. It's not even a Disney movie. <laughs> <laughs> all right so nazis sturgis yep so these sturgis fucks, smash mouth fans these smash mouth lovers are uh sitting up front and on one on one's helmet he's got a swastika 
I, we don't notice it for a second, and Travis notices it because he's uh, four feet Six over nine. everybody, yeah. and so he's he can he can kind of. That's the good thing about hanging out with Travis. He spots the Nazis early. He can see them like on the horizon <laughs> coming. Like he can, yeah, you know, he can see over hills and shit. And so you got to make a decision when you see one too. Like, you so say something. Don't our decision, our decision was as we were walking off before all the vehicles to both turn around and mug the shit out of him walking backwards, just eye contact the whole way. Uh, we walk up to the stop sign. He pulls up to the stop sign. Just a bunch of you motherfuckers, you piece of shit, you fucking Nazi. That motherfucker's a Nazi, blah, 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 blah. And they just revved up their fucking motorcycle and drove off. Uh, but it felt good uh, just to yell at a piece of shit for a second. Him, oh, yeah. Isn't dude, it yeah. great? Isn't yeah. it great? And me, me and Travis had a meeting after where we were like, hmm, should we have, we should have took a shit, right? We should have took that bike. We should have fucking took his bike and beat him with it. That's what we should have done. Uh, so on a replay... Yeah. Probably a little bit more aggressive. I'm a little disappointed, especially considering we're hot off of some punch of fucking Nazi conversation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you should have thrown his fucking motorcycle I, off the side I of didn't, the ferry. I didn't sit there quiet. You know. Good. You fucking said something. We said Tell something. Him. Nobody else Tell fucking him. said anything. Uh, yeah. So complacent just, cowards. Just, just a Nazi feeling comfortable. Just a Nazi feeling comfortable. Isn't out that crazy that they feel that comfortable? Like, man. Just, yeah, it's my swastika. Um, I, I, my helmet didn't come with one. I bought a sticker. I, I bought to this separate. Make sure, you know. I just, I just want you to know how much I hate all of you. I hate all of you that aren't exactly like me. I'm a piece of shit. Earlier, I just want to clear. Earlier, uh, I know you couldn't tell because of my fancy camera movement, but I had to pee and I peed in that Bang Energy can. And three separate times so far, I've gone to pick it up and to drink and like, no, no, no that's pee. Don't drink out of the pee. All right, so you are pissing in cans yeah. while you talk to me. Yeah, bang we, energy, great we, stuff. Uh, we could we had already taken two breaks. We had already taken two breaks. <laughs> I didn't want to call for another. I didn't want to call for another commercial break because my bladder was feeling uh, weak right now. It's got to fucking nut up and stay in the game, bro. I was trying to tell it, but it's like, hey, man, I'm full of bang energy. I got to go. And, uh, how like, how it. close to how close to full is that can? More than I'm comfortable with. <laughs> you don't realize how much you piss until you need to piss into a bottle or a can or something like yep. that. I've had I've had one embarrassing uh like comedy road trip traveling by myself, uh fucking pushing it for hours and hours, gonna get there right on time. Oh shit, I'm in traffic. I'm gonna piss in this bottle and who? Boy, it everywhere, or you fill it <laughs> dude, up, dude. It, you have it, to pinch it off and dump dude, it out the window. It, it's. I did not expect it to go that quickly, and for it to get that serious. I thought this was going to be easy, and of you course, the second anxiety too. The second I start pissing, traffic starts going, and now I'm like just wide with my like pants hat, like past my ass, like <laughs> dude, this like crouch over. I love to think. You took your pants all the way down around your ankles to pee in your car. That's uh, you had to. You had to do like the the once you're sitting. On, I mean, my ass is on it. It's hard to. I didn't have a, a so boxer funny. opening. There's no boxer opening on these that I was wearing. I had to pull it down. There, you can't just if you're all right. Let's talk it through. So you can't just yeah, be that sitting just straight makes it up. So much better to me. I know, but I I, I got a point <laughs> I'm about to make. Because if you if you're sitting straight up and you pull your dick out, how do you you 
Oh, you get pee everywhere. I've yeah, I have piss all over me right now. I'm covered in piss right now. Oh, okay. So you know, yeah, yeah, no, I'm covered in it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh, I'm, I'm but I take so much Alpha Brain and other on it supplements that I'm just gonna let the pee soak back into my skin so I can reabsorb those nutrients and get my fucking pump on as soon as this, this podcast is over. Well, uh, you're a disgusting person, and uh, oh, dude. So listen, when I was in Afghanistan, it was every day. The cargo pockets of military pants when you're in Afghanistan were made to hold giant water bottles that once you emptied them, you peed in them. I had <laughs> one pocket had a pee bottle and one pocket had a water bottle in it like forever. So much so that I did it for like two years when I came home. I, old Navy cargo shorts, one bo- one pocket. <laughs> one pocket. Yeah, I, I could see how that would stick with you. That's like uh, Americans weren't, weren't super into it. Afghan people didn't care so much because we also had guns and bombs and we're in their country doing, you know. Bringing democracy, so yeah. Bringing democracy yeah. and freedom, just yeah. raining democracy down on their <laughs> cities. <laughs> just fiery democracy, just raining down on them. This is a polling location. <laughs> I know it's on fire, <laughs> but you can still go in there. Uh, you- so today, Zoe called somebody out for not wearing a mask. Your daughter? Yeah, my four-year-old daughter. Of course. Bro, uh, I was so fucking proud of her. I started saying bro as a joke on this podcast, and now I, I, when I listen back to it, I realize how much I say it now. I think it's going to end up being like when I do the whole code, the rip it up from uh, No Holds Barred. I started doing this as a joke. I rip them up, brother, like No Holds Barred, and now I just can't stop doing it. So I'm just unironically this dude now. What is that for the people on the podcast? <laughs> uh, there's a Hulk Hogan movie called No Holds Barred where he. Well, plays no. Par- what's the what? I'm saying what's the the? <laughs> how do you describe the the phone like action like the hand of your? I don't know how to describe the hand motion you're doing. Oh, I forgot that people are listening. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Like they don't yeah, know what fuck, that is. Man. You just kept going. I just keep doing this, doing this. <laughs> now I'm this guy. Fucks. <laughs> now I'm this guy. <laughs> And for you listeners who want to know the hand signal Josh is doing, subscribe it to Buckets of Duckets YouTube channel. Uh, like thumb out, pinky out, like uh, surfs up. There you go, surfs know. up. There, there you yeah, go. Like that a, seems right. Hang, yeah. Like, hang Tim, bro. I got you. Something you shouldn't do on ironically. <laughs> so, uh, Zoe, my daughter, she is four and a half, and uh, with a quarantine thing, she's been real. Uh, like she wants to talk to other kids. She was supposed to start school this year. Uh, we're not going to put her in it just cause I'm, I'm too concerned about you fucks that don't wear masks and don't believe that it's real. Uh, what so gonna, she's not, so does that mean you're going to like teach her from home? How does that work? We have been. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been working with her on like, uh, we have different programs and stuff, computer games, stuff like books, work. This is like stuff that we're pre-K to, though, right? This is not oh like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. We're yeah. She's four. So it'd be pre-K. Gotcha. And, uh, so sometimes when she's really good and Michelle is off, uh, I'll take her. Like we, since all this started, only one of us goes to the store. We don't bring the kids. We just go in and get what we need and come home. So we're not, just not to risk everybody. It's kind of hard to keep toddlers, to make toddlers keep their mask on, you know. So, but over the eight years, or whatever it's been that we've been on lockdown, we have really stressed to Zoe, people are sick. We don't want to get sick. So you have to wear your mask. Well, people get, she always asks, so people get sick if they don't wear a mask? We're like, yeah, they die instantly. The second <laughs> you take it off, they just, they're dead. It's like I, if you're in space. 
and took I off fucking, your helmet. I wish that's what the president said to us whenever all this shit started a decade ago. <laughs> so she's really got it drilled into her head that you have to wear a mask. And she's so starved for attention to talk to other people that she's always she always says, I'll wear a mask if I can go. It's, it's heartbreaking. Oh, dude. dude. It's heartbreaking. Dude, that's tough. And so today... Uh, I had to run to Target to grab just a couple of things. And uh, Zoe is one of, if not my all-time favorite human being on the face planet. I have to say one of because I have two kids. So Zoe is one of my favorite human beings. I haven't got to spend, uh, she's been, um, the littler Henry is two. He takes more attention. So I haven't been able to spend as much time with just Zoe. So uh, today I was like, hey, you want to go to Target with me? Uh, you know, let's go run some errands. And she was very excited. So we get there. She gets her Paw Patrol mask on. I got mine on, and we go in, and we're looking at stuff. Yeah, she has the cutest mask, dude. Uh, so we go in, and we're walking around looking, and we go to the toy aisle because I'm gonna buy her love uh, immediately, and I want to see you gotta keep wrestlers. buying it. <laughs> and uh, we're walking down the aisle, and she's she says, "Hey, boy, hey, girl," to everybody, every person she sees. She just she wants to talk to everybody, and she's at that age where she just. Like her default setting is to talk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she just, just chatters nonstop and it's, it's the greatest thing in the world to listen to. So she's just chatting her head off. And then we come, we turn on the aisle with the Paw Patrols and there is a woman and like a eight to 10 year old girl. And so I want to, I wrote it down cause I want to make sure I get the quote right. But Zoe looked at her. I like your journalistic integrity. Right. Zoe looked at her and waved at her and goes, Hey girl. And the girl turned around and waved at her and she didn't have a mask on. And Zoe goes, <gasps> <laughs> Do you remember those old certs breath mint commercials that whenever somebody like the commercial was a group of people were talking and somebody walk up and they start talking and their breath yeah. was so bad. Everybody go <gasps> and like cover their mouth and point at the person. That's what Zoe looked like. And she goes, very, very loudly, she said, Hey, girl, you're supposed to wear a mask. Hey, hey, girl, Dada, why is that girl not wearing a mask? Does she know she's going to get sick if somebody sneezes? Hey, girl, put your mask on. Tell her mama, Dada, to make her wear her mask. And I just... I, dude, that is adorable. I just started laughing. And it's... It wasn't... When I do it, it's... Where's your mask, <laughs> you shithead? <laughs> but when she does it, it's like genuine concern yeah she really girl. she really thought that girl was gonna get sick and uh I, the little girl like looked at her mom kind of confused and i was waiting to see what the mom said because like it's a four-year-old you know right and uh i go well baby some people decide not to wear masks and i'm trying to be kind of nice about it and then that little girl said something to her mom and i heard her mom say well some people don't know how to mind their business something and i said she's four shithead <laughs> there you go daddy i knew you were I gonna go out it. dude i knew no, you were gonna man. go out quiet josh i knew it wasn't just gonna be my daughter said something adorable and we kept moving nah, how you doing neighbor keep it moving no nope <laughs> she said some people don't know how to mind their own business is what she told her daughter and we're standing she said it okay chase if she had said it just to her daughter I wouldn't have said anything. It, Josh, that's because a lie. I don't like to yell at people in front of their kids. I don't want to, I don't want your kid to see me being mean to you. I don't want you to have to act tough because your kid's there. I don't want Zoe seeing 
the beast unleash from within my heart and just rip your dumb ass apart in a target. She doesn't need to see the massacre that's going to happen when I unleash these upon the world. It's not fair to her at four years old to have to witness something like that. Not No therapy in the world can recover you. How do you explain just, that? Uh, How right? am I supposed to tell my children? Well, my dad was standing there, and then all of a sudden he was a bear with a mohawk, and he just ripped this lady's arms off and beat her. It was insane. He just tore a little girl in half. Like, just, it was terrifying. But I like the children, it. I'd say, from your wrath. <laughs> nah, man, put your fucking mask on. You're eight or nine or ten, you know. Put your fucking mask on. Uh, <laughs> so she said, some people don't know how to mind their business just loud enough to make sure that I heard it and to make sure that she knew it. She looked me in the eyes as she said it. And that's when I got real mad. Yeah. And I, I just said, she's four shithead. And I said it. I brought it up like I generally do. I brought it up like eight volume levels to where everyone in the store heard me yell at her. And then call her shit. We walked around the corner. Zoe's at that age. And she goes, Dada, did you call that lady a shithead? <laughs> and I was like, I did. But it's because she was being a shithead. <laughs> like, I tried to, like, I don't know how to. Yes, baby. Because you so call I, shithead a shithead. I bought her this stuffed Paw Patrol doll that sings and has a flashlight. And I was like, hey, you can have this if you don't tell your mom shit. You just keep quiet. <laughs> About Dada yelling at somebody, and we're fine. And How is she with that? Is she telling on you? Like, is she able right, to do in, that? In a, in a heartbeat. Yeah, she remembers stuff like that. In a heartbeat, she'll tell me. Mama, Dada called a lady. He said, you're a shithead. I was like, well, that's not what I said exactly. <laughs> like, she doesn't always get it right, but she knows enough. She knows I did something enough to, like, she needs to, to tell, tell on she needs me tell enough somebody. that I have to explain what actually happened. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dad, I was like, rolling. you're a shithead, and then punched this woman in her mouth. And I was like, well, hold on now. I punched a shithead in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you call a shithead a shithead. That's what you uh, do. And, dude, as soon as we got home, that was the first thing. Right, uh, right out of her mouth. And if I tell her not to tell Michelle, she, she will. That's the first thing. Yeah, because now like, she knows our, something's wrong with her. our it. secret. Don't tell mom that I just gave you this candy corn. Okay. And she'll turn around. Mama, daddy gave me all this candy corn. And I'm like, God. You can't keep shit to yourself. Uh, another mass story I want to tell you before I lose track of it. Uh, I was politely asked by the city police department here to leave my local Winn-Dixie store uh, the other day. <laughs> uh, I, I texted Chase and I said, hey, Chase, the police just politely asked me to leave the grocery store. <laughs> Didn't. No real reaction. I wasn't surprised. You know, you know I yeah. You know. Uh, I walked into a Winn-Dixie. Uh-huh. And there's these two cops getting their buggy next to me. And when you walk in, like, every, it's a grocery store. So everything's, like, you don't just walk I've in seen and a spread out. Store. You walk in and you stop and everybody stopped right here. And there was a guy that walked in and took his mask off and put it in his pocket. Because they have people that check in. Oh, he did that move. Yeah, and I said, it goes on your face, not in your pocket. And then he tried to keep walking, so I tapped the cops. And I was like, hey. That guy, I'm on it. It's him. Dude, I was like, hey, he just put his mask in his pocket right there. Y'all see him? You on duty? Go get him. Like, I was, 
And they, they that guy, the guy yelled sheep, something Trump 20. Yeah, so he yelled something back in my direction, but not looking at me. And I couldn't help it. And I think I'm so conditioned to just try to say what's funniest. Yeah. That when he I go for the joke 100% of the time. Yeah. When he yelled something, I grabbed the cop's sleeve a little bit and I go, there goes that motherfucker right there. <laughs> that was him. That was him right there. <laughs> that was him right there. And uh, the cop. Yeah, he's like, yelling. What you going to do? He's yelling. <laughs> the cop was very uh, not impressed. And he was like, he goes, why are you going to start trouble? I was like, I'm not. I'm wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah. Let's... And I was like, he's not. And I was trying to make it. Sometimes if you make it loud enough, even if the cops don't go over there, he'll put a mask on. So I stopped screaming behind him. Uh, and that didn't happen. And the cop goes, look, man, uh, we're just here trying to get groceries or something. Whatever. We're just here trying to shop. Uh, why don't you get what you need to get and go about your business? And I said, Because he's not wearing a mask. That's why. Oh, so when you grocery shop and you ain't a cop, because if that's the case, I'm going to knock both you fucking pigs out. If that's how it is, if that's the case. Oh, you're just a person right now. You're just a person right now. Put that fucking baggage in, uh, in that shopping cart. And if I win, it's mine. How about that? I'll put it on my wall like a deer head, like a trophy. You pig fuck. You're not going to do your job. You go there and tell that piece of shit to put his mask on. You can get knocked the fuck out. And I'm going to wear your little stupid belt around your little Batman utility belt. I'm going to dance in the street with all me, me, me. I'm going to go to Antifa headquarters. And I'm going to throw your fucking badges out like Mardi Gras beads, you pieces of shit. Do something. Do your fucking job. Just because you grocery shop don't mean you can't protect the world from coronavirus. You fucks. That's why we're defunding you. It's grocery oh, shop and I can't do my job. Get the fuck out of here. And then they told me, uh, I didn't say any of that. I right. thought it. thought all of it. Felt it. Deep in my heart. Believed it with conviction. Dude. Deep in my spirit. A couple of days ago, I won an argument with my old boss from like 10 years ago. It felt so good. Just in my head. head? I just had, oh, I got all the things I was supposed to say. I, I fucking nailed it this time. I nailed it this time. And he knew. He knew he lost. Now, you know, like, I've had those moments too where you know, like, whoever it is, when you think at three o'clock in the morning, eight years later, you know that they're in their bed, they just went, like, ah, fuck, he got me. He yeah, motherfucker got, got me. me. God, God damn. damn it. <laughs> Caught me sleeping. Fucking over here Chase. sleeping. <laughs> he He's up working. He's up working, thinking about how to win this argument. Just because you win an argument, don't mean it's over, okay? The cops asked me uh, if I, they told me I should. Maybe it'd be best if I left the store. And, maybe it'd be uh, best if you do your job. Dude. <laughs> okay, I'll leave. I'm sorry. <laughs> right, and I said, maybe it would be best since motherfuckers not wearing masks in here. And then they like, they didn't charge me, but they started to move like a little bit towards me. I was like, all right, all right, all right. They turned it on. <laughs> no, all right, I'm out. No, I gotta go. <laughs> they turned that cop on a little bit. Are oh, you good? Yeah. Hey. No, no, all right. Thank you, officer. I got weed. I'm good, dude. I uh, no, no. I'm high thank right you, now. Thank you, sir. I ain't saying shit. Mm -hmm. I thank you for your service. Where's your boot? <laughs> Give me that boot. <laughs> how about? Mm -hmm. How about? Maybe you shouldn't uh, have put his neck under your knee. That's what I've been saying the whole time. No. <laughs> God, David, don't put that on. <laughs> it was fear. You speak out of fear sometimes. Not me, but other people. Other people do. How about? Our our buddy John Merrifield is getting sued by Lafayette uh, for being. You don't know this. You don't know this. Okay. No. So uh, he's not we, our buddy. First of all. So uh, this guy that we have some stories about this dude. So he's a uh, he was a laugh. He's from Lafayette. He started comedy a couple years after us. He was really gung ho when he first started. Uh, Dead cell comedy. Yeah, funny dude, sweet dude. 
uh, Josh, me and Josh about beat the dog shit out of him because we had him on our old podcast. We used to have a guest every now and then. And uh, he proceeded to continue to say Josh's address over and over. Yeah, again. he just kept giving my address out. Uh, so that I meant that we were I was going to edit gonna, it out. Yeah, that meant that I was going to have to edit it out. Which no, guess what happens? You just don't get that sweet Chase and Josh rub yeah. now. That's what happens. You just didn't now, put an episode out for six months. <laughs> yeah, now just nobody gets an episode. You fuck. I'm not doing all that. So I so, saw the article about the fake Antifa. I had no idea that it was John. He it runs is. the Cajun memes. Yeah, he's got some meme group. That's a big, I mean, it's a his, big meme group. Everybody's real proud of him. You know, he's just doing what he was just born to do. Meme group. Just that's just, what he's wanted to do his whole life. His whole life. You know, his grandfather before him had a meme group, <laughs> and it just you know, it's just in his family to just yep. just build up. The, they used the to ma- stitch the memes on their on their World War II hats. It'd just be a picture of a Nazi falling <laughs> into a sand pit, and some somebody saying, "Take that." <laughs> the man knows how to meme. The man just knows what he's doing. So, uh, because Antifa is not a real thing, you fucking idiots. Uh, John Merrifield uh, would he would he would make little like, all right, Lafayette, Antifa's meeting up at this place. I'm the president of Antifa, and he got actual people because this group is so popular and it's a meme. It got spread around, and we all know memes equal the news. It equals it means it's true. It me if you see that's what meme art- stands for. If you meme see. It's right. If you see an article from a source that you've heard of, horseshit. Get that out. That is not what you want. You need a picture of fucking Willy Wonka. That's what you need. Yep. You need a picture oh, of Willy Wonka. Every fucking time. And, so, and that is what you follow. You follow all of those things. And so... Uh, so, you always see people believing like, oh, Antifa is coming to our suburb in Red Oak, California. And you're like, no, they're not coming to your neighborhood in Walker, Louisiana to trash your roundabout and your gas station. What are you no. talking about? Right. So the anti-fascists are, uh, they're going to get together uh, somewhere in Latvia. Go be, go be fascist? And just go out there and keep people from being fascists, right? Uh, which is a problem. Not on our watch. Yeah, not on our watch. We're going to be fascists. It's so backwards. It's so crazy the way that's working out. Uh, we're all fucked. The world's over. So uh, memes of truth and that gets spread around. So much so that the fucking police department goes to whatever goddamn mall or whatever it is, and guess what? Nothing's happening. It's fucking fake. It's goddamn fake. It's not a real thing. It's not a real thing. You let a fucking, you let a fucking reality show host tell you that he's not the monster that other people are out to get you, other than him. Uh. You let him fucking say that to you, and you believed it. So, uh, so Lafayette is upset because they got fucking tricked because they're by stupid. This, by this memester, and they're so goddamn embarrassed about it. It actually happened twice. It happened two separate times where who's Maryfield... I mean, but whose fault is that? Exactly. I wish I, could sue, I wish I could sue every time somebody made me look like a stupid like asshole. A fucking asshole. You I'd be dumb so asses. And so, and they're doing it on like some. We used uh, a police labor and had to pay overtime to get these people, and, and that's our taxpayers. And so it, he's stealing from you. Like as if he did it. Like as if as if John Merrifield made like took your tax money. Not those fucks who can't. They're too fucking... stupid to know a joke. Yeah, and so they're suing him. They're suing him over it. He had a great him. Qu- him. yes him, 
And and he, he had a great quote in the paper where he was like, well, I just checked my account and I have $300. They can have it. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. John, I haven't talked to you much, buddy, in a long time. I'm proud of you for that one, man. That's Good big on time. you for that one. That's fucking uh, I big I saw time. the article. I didn't realize it was John. Yeah, um, he's out there stirring shit up. I just, he, did he move back to Lafayette or is he still in New York? Or what? Like, is he even still, still in New York. Yeah, I so he's not he even a, here. He has a podcast. He has a podcast called Oof. Uh, yeah O-O-F. go I check it out i'm sure i'm sure he'll tell that story i can't imagine well maybe he can't maybe he's maybe he's about to be locked up we'll tell your story john i'll tell everyone john i'll replace uh, confederate statues with john merrifield's meme insane though bro lafayette has the mayor what do they call him the mayor president i guess hillary I, oh yeah yeah I don't know if that's right or not but every time i hear it it sounds fucking it sounds like somebody's stupid enough to fall for that what are you, the mayor or the president? You know what? Mayor president. I'm I the like, only one. I like that ring. Mayor president. It's got a nice ring to it, you know? He's the guy who called uh, the mayor president. <laughs> the mayor president in Lafayette called the cops because a protester was barbecuing outside his house. Things are just you good, man. Motherfuckers. Things are just cool. Yeah, it's just it's just real cool whenever the people that are uh, speaking up for themselves are considered a problem. How? You know. Okay, uh, so hold on. I do have some experience in law enforcement, military wise. Uh, right. You don't have any military or otherwise. No, I use of I any use. Sort. I use yours as a shield for me so that I can That's say good. what I want. And then when people I come cover, at me, I cover. When people come at me, I point at you and go, ah, look, look at who I'm here with. I can say what I want. Uh, and we knew before checking any facts, as soon as you started to tell that story, uh, I deduced that it was not true because it's a Facebook meme. But an entire department. Of police yeah. that are paid to police and deduce. And detectives, because if they were investigating as detectives, were looking into this. People that have been cops 20, 30 years are investigating this Facebook meme. Uh, they assume that the guy in New York is, that probably sold it for him. Like, oh, this guy making this page is in New York. So he's New York definitely going to be at the mall in Lafayette in an hour to Antifa it. Um, so we better round up the SWAT and the SWAT guys all came in and they read that meme. We're like, get the fucking riot gear right now. Get the pepper spray, get the tanks. Let's get the fuck out there right now. There's an arm. There's probably an army up. We haven't heard about it yet because they've marched so heavy in the streets that the cell towers have fallen over. So nobody can call to warn us. We better get the fuck out there. And then they all ride out to the mall as heroes, as Avengers there to save the world, to save their horrible right-wing horseshit leader and to MAGA the fuck out of Lafayette. And they get there, and it's a dead mall because the economy is dead uh, because of COVID hoax. Because so of fucking just, Joe Biden's America, dude. That's why. The police are just standing out there in Joe Biden's America looking like some stupid assholes because... I can't believe that Joe Biden let this country, what he let happen to this country over the last four years. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, John Merrifield. Traitors. Every Traitor. one of them, lock them up. Lock them up. Lock them lock up. Lock them up. <laughs> I just, dude, I would give any amount of money to have just 
a minute worth of body cam footage of the first cop that got on the scene. Dude, dude. Because <laughs> he jumped out of the car with a shotgun and started running in the mall. Got all of his riot stuff on. He's ready. This is his moment. He's been waiting for this fucking moment. That's what they do. They can't wait for That's why all this shit pops off. Because I, I don't care who you are. Even me, if I was to put on riot gear... I'm going to fucking use it. I'm yeah. not putting I'm not it on and it not off. use it. I'm not it. taking it off without blood on it. Once once this knife has been removed from its sheath, it cannot return <laughs> it until it's spilt blood. Exactly. So, like, I understand that mindset. I'm so if happy you, that you knew exactly what yeah. I was referencing. <laughs> I Yeah, I get that mindset, though. It, that makes sense to me. If you put it on, you're going to want to use it. That fuck, that's fucking terrifying. But, yeah, that dude, that means he got out fucking amped up. I can't Dude, fucking wait to tear gas a motherfucker. Ran, he ran and jumped headfirst and somersaulted through the window of the pottery barn and jumped up throwing pepper spray at fucking nobody. Cover me! Cover me! Cover me! <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> there. <laughs> left! Left! I got right! I got right! They've already been here! The windows are broken! <laughs> <laughs> They, they broke glass everywhere. <laughs> God damn, that's crazy, man. I saw that they were suing. But Lafayette also said they're not going to open up their shelters after Hurricane Laura to help the people of Lake Charles because a lot of bad actors will take advantage of their generosity. So that tells you where the heart... You just let that happen. You, yeah, you, that's where the heart you, is. You open up and you show love, and if somebody takes advantage of you, somebody just took advantage of you. But you don't not show love and care to a community of people that just lost their house because maybe some people are shitheads or what whatever you're scared of. Like you just you deal with that. That's fucking sickening. Yeah, uh, and I know I don't want to bring anything down, but our hearts go out to everybody in Lake Charles yeah, and man. all the affected areas. We have a lot of friends. Uh, we've done a lot of uh, casino that we did a show in. Uh, washed away and is now underneath uh, Interstate Overpass. Did like, you hear down that? The river. A casino. I saw the picture. Oh, the, yeah. me and Josh performed stand-up comedy. A building blown away is stuck under a bridge. A that, casino. The, the article. In- <laughs> the headline was like casino. Uh, interstate in, interstate blocked. Interstate blocked off by police because casino blow casino boat blown under overpass, and like. Yeah, that's the most Louisiana sentence of all time, dude. And there's a picture of just a fucking casino boat just underneath an interstate. Uh, a lot of uh, it's horrible out there, man. Um, so our hearts go out to them. Absolutely. Uh, I don't have any of the charities off the top of my head to donate. No, just look. Yeah, them. look it up. There'll be some. Uh, maybe I'll find some. Don't give to the, the Red Cross. Um, don't give to the Red Cross. Don't give to the Red Cross. Don't give to the Red Cross. Donate to anybody but the Red Cross. Don't give to the Red Cross. Well said. Uh, they will throw your shit away. Don't give it to the Red Cross. You, they'll never get it. If the Red Cross is listening to this, you can get fucked. <laughs> Red Cross, you ain't safe either. Uh, let's wrap it up, man. We're at like an hour and a half. We've been going for a while. Uh, All right. Uh, I stand with John Merrifield. <laughs> RNT for president. Stay strong, bro. We got you. Soros is going to hook you up. Little, we little got commissary. That. You know you're back. 
We got the devil, Duke. The devil himself is funding George Soros. He's going to send you a lawyer to come bail hey. you out with that Antifa money, and we're going to hide you in the BLM bunker underneath the White House until you're we safe. We still got, still got shooters out here for you, bro. <laughs> uh, tit up and wear your mask. Bye, everybody.